Welcome to Sports Scope, the most influential sports talk show in the nation. Stay tuned for updates and great sports content. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Sports Scope. I'm your host, Robert Butler, on this sixth day of July. Got a great show on tonight. Jeff Van Gundy going to get back into coaching. Uh, very successful coach. Uh, he he seemed like he uh, got into coaching very young. It's only 61. Now, mind you that, that um, Greg Popovich is, is 73, 74 years old. Still coaching in the league. Got a few thoughts about that. Jeff Van Gundy, remember he was laid off from ESPN. Plus, uh, someone else agrees with my take on this new uh, found discipline of the New York Knicks. I'm going to play a, a, a soundbite of that, a, a move they did not make. And it seems like they're on the right track, not trying to push things and the right fit. Plus, going to talk the NFC South in uh, teasing this for a couple of days here. Uh, going to let you know who's on the hot seat, who I think's going to win the NFC South. A lot of interesting storylines uh, about that particular uh, division in the NFL and more. I'll be back. We'll hit the ground running here in 49 seconds here on Sportscope. Hello, Sportscope followers. The program has seen tremendous growth since going five days a week. I just wanted to thank everybody for your cash contributions and sharing the program uh, with friends and families. Just a reminder, if you want to contribute to the program, go to the cash app, the word, the cash sign, and Sportscope. There are other ways to contribute to the program listed at the bottom of the screen. If you want to advertise on the program, go to sports, that is sports with an S, another S, scope, S-K-O-P-E, at gmail.com, just like it's listed at the bottom of the screen. Thank you, and enjoy the program. All righty then. Okay, so uh, reports are today out of New uh, I say out of New York. Every time I think about Jeff Van Gundy, I think about the Knicks. He actually coached for the uh, well, the Houston Rockets for a little while as well. But uh, there are reports that he's wanting to get back into coaching pickles. You know, he's been in, he's one of these guys. He got in really young uh, as an assistant. And worked his way up. I mean, got in that as his 20s, worked his way up. He's only 61. Uh, been, you know, he's been working these ESPN games. Uh, I didn't realize it, but him and Mark Jackson and Mike Breen have been working together for 17 years. And of course, with all this big layoff, I've, I've covered that story extensively uh, with, with ESPN laying off all the people. Now he's wanting to get back into coaching. Uh, ben Gundy has, for it five years that I know of, off the top of my head, uh, uh, Van Gundy has been rumored for a job every year. Now, Stan Van Gundy, not a bad coach, but he is a much better, Jeff is much better coach uh, than Stan Van Gundy. Uh, Jeff been to the finals with the Knicks, with a pretty, uh, with an eight seed Knicks team. That year in 1999 against the Spurs. Now, they lost that 
Uh, never really had great teams around him, whether it be in Houston or be it w- with the Knicks. I think he would be an excellent find. Uh, uh, he he won't have the the patience. I think that that the league is kind of turning back a little bit. And I'm going to talk about this story with the Knicks here in just a minute. But I, I do think the league is is getting back into team building. They're getting back into, instead of throwing a bunch of stars together, we saw how that's worked out. It, it's uh, it's blown up in the Nets' face. Uh, we, we saw it blow up on Dallas uh, getting Kyrie. We saw it blow up on the Nets. Uh, we, we've looked at teams that have, um, that, that are successful over the last few years. You think about it, not just Golden State, who's built, built within their core. You also want to look at teams like this Knicks team, his former team. Uh, also look at the Denver team. Uh, coached pretty hard, actually. Mike Malone, I, I, I can listen to his tone and the sounds of the game and how he's coached this team. There's a lot more European players making their way in. The number one pick was Victor Wimanyama. Uh, the the last, was it the last three? Excuse me. Yeah, the last three MVPs are foreign-born players, much more coachable. Uh, so, of course, I have to disagree. I, have to, I think that now the, 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 the LeBron-Kobe uh, era, you know, I know Kobe's dead, but Kobe was hard to coach, folks. He was very difficult to coach. Uh, like I said, not just in Phil Jackson's book. Look at the other coaches, Rudy Tomjanovich, for a short period of time. Uh, there was another coach that slipped in my mind. He wasn't that great a coach anyways. Uh, former Nick coach, a coach of Lakers for a short period. So that era is kind of phasing out. And it's the era of some of these European guys uh, overseas. I would say European because, you know, Joel Embiid's from Africa. But the, the foreign-born players are more receptible to coaching. And and that's what I thought. Maybe he's not going to be get a head coaching job now because the jobs are pretty much filled up. You've got training camp coming up in a few months. Uh, I could see a guy, Van Gundy, fitting in with the Memphis. He's more of a harder coach here. Uh, very straight shooter, honest coach. I think a lot of players have grown up watching him. He's been 17 years, worked closely with Mark Jackson, highly respected guy. Mike Breen, highly respected guy. Mark Jackson, also a former coach and player too. Uh, oh, thank you. Thank you. That's my, uh, yeah. Okay. Miss Campbell. <laughs> Yeah, all right. But, uh, you know, so Jeff Van Gundy, very underrated. And that was about what I was going to say, Corey. Uh, three, maybe he comes in as an assistant for two years, works with Wimben Yama, and he takes over for um, uh, uh, Greg Popovich. He'll be 74, 75 years old. Maybe he retires a year or two out uh when his uh, contract expires but i do think that uh a team like memphis per se with taylor jenkins i've read that jenkins rick buecher 
uh, an NBA reporter said that they run a very loose ship. He's covered some of their games in Memphis. Guy like Jeff Van Gundy would be really good for that. So the NBA, a lot of good things are happening. I know uh, uh, Clay Travis totally just trashed him with an article on OutKick today. And some of that's true. Some of that is true. Uh, we're still feeling the lingeringness of LeBron social justice nonsense, not nonsense, but trying to lecture people, China stuff, still feeling that a little bit from 2019, 2020. Uh, but a lot of that stuff, and Adam Silver is a pretty smart guy. I wish he had more of a spine, but he he's slowly getting away from that. And the and, and and the the ratings are slowly starting to get a little bit of little bit of uh, uh, traction per se, and we've also gotten uh, more parity. That's another good thing. But the league is coming back to a more chemistry based league. Uh, you know, uh, more coachable players. Uh, and, and, you know, if you start to see these these uh, European guys start to get the love, I think that the, the Americans will probably take notice here and and and, and follow suit here. The, I mean, what one of the highest prospects in years is from France with Victor Wimanyama, uh, very respectful guy, uh, and, and could not wait to be coached at, at uh, San Antonio. You know, Wimanyama, he's a Frenchman there, uh, had dinner with, with, with uh, knows Tony Parker, uh, had dinner with the other bigs, uh, former bigs from um, from San Antonio. Uh, and I also mentioned the fact that they sold out their uh, 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 summer game on Friday, which I'm actually going to watch. I've got it recorded. I think it comes on the time I'm doing the program. Uh, it's actually been moved to ESPN from NBA TV. So, But Van Gundy, yeah, I think he'll work out somewhere. Now, if he goes to Orlando, it's not going to be a lot – He's just there to get them on traction, uh, you know, maybe next year or something. If he goes to a uh, Pelicans, he'll 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 be straight with, with Zion Williamson. Hey, you're going to have to lose some weight. New York guy, very straightforward, uh, and Williamson knows that. He, I think, I think Williamson's kind of got the memo with all that. Hey, hey, Wesley Media. Hey, thanks for sharing my show the other day on Twitter, buddy. I appreciate that. I uh, did wanted to mention that to you, um, a friend there from the UK. I guess you know Dan Dave Harris there from uh, Let's Talk Sports. But I think Gundy, uh, you know, he's still got it in him. I, I could see him. He'll probably fill in as some kind of assistant here over this season. And I think he'll get a job uh, next season. I really do. I, I think he's twice the coach his brother is. So I think his brother's a little mediocre, kind of living off of his name here. Uh, he's not bad. Stan's not bad, but he's not Jeff. Jeff's Jeff's teams play hard every night, man. So uh, I think that's a good thing there. Kudos to uh, Jeff Van Gundy. Okay, now, you know, I, I've told you all this, that, that I've been – I say this to Carlos, and he is Mr. Joe Negative. Um, Carlos is Mr. Joe Negative. There you are. When it comes to complimenting the New York Knicks – I know you're a huge Tom Thibodeau fan. Of course, I'm being sarcastic here. But um, I, 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 like I tried to tell you before, and I, you did agree, uh, Carlos, that that uh, this team has been disciplined. 
when they did not. Sometimes I give teams credit for the the moves they don't make, you know, in the NFL. Teams that don't get these receivers. There was a report today that the Knicks, they, they looked at getting Paul George. But the Clippers asked too much. Listen to Colin Cowherd. You say, why are you playing Colin Cowherd? Because I don't have sources in the league. I have to play stuff from first take. Not much from first take, but uh, the undisputed. I have to play stuff from Colin because I don't have sources at the league. You know, I'm an independent guy. So listen to what he says about this Paul George thing and the Knicks not being Knicks of uh, of yesteryear, but being Knicks is showing a little bit of patience. I let a show with the New York Knicks, but this was very encouraging. Apparently the Knicks were in contract talks with Paul George of the Clippers. Very good player, like him a lot. A lot of injuries, getting older, not getting healthier. And the Knicks said, we like a lot of this, but the price is too high. We're not going to do it. Ten years ago, it wouldn't have mattered the price. The Knicks would have made that move. Five years ago, the Knicks probably make that move. I've been told by a source I trust, they're not going to extend Paul George with the Clippers. Too many injuries, not available. Steve Ballmer's not into it, nor should he be. And I like Paul George. But the New York Knicks are really close to being really good. Now they're good. They're not really good. They're good. There's a lot of reasons they're good. Jalen Brunson, point guard, is not only effective and productive, he's got a very nice contract that shrinks next year and the year after. It doesn't go up, it goes down. It's not punitive to the team. Second reason, Julius Randle's a nice complimentary piece. Two-time All-Star, plays hard. Probably a three, not a two, but he plays his butt off. You know what you're getting. He's got a style. He leans into it. Number three is they have 11 first-round picks in the next seven years and all sorts of nice, movable parts. Um, I'm glad that to be ahead of the national media here. And I played that. Because, again, he says he's got it sourced. They didn't want to give Paul George. The Clippers didn't want to extend Paul George. Uh, and I looked at George's games played here. And uh, let me see. Um, do, 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 do. Good good crowd tonight, folks. I, you guys are thirsty for some sports talk, huh? Let's see. I had his, I had his depth chart here, or had his his game chart here. And it's not good. You know, George is a guy that when he's playing excellent two, two way player, you know, there was so much talk about Kawhi Leonard's injury history. I never even knew. I knew that George had a really bad injury, obviously got it, got broke his leg in the, um, a few years ago. Here we go. Here we go. Okay. Paul George, games played, 56 last year, 31 the year before that, 54 year before that, 19 and 20, uh, 48 games. He hasn't played 60 games since 2018. That's what what Colin uh, Coward was saying. He hasn't played since, since 2018. And I do agree with what he said because I said it a year ahead of time. I said the Knicks show tremendous, tremendous 
uh, patience and strength not to fight on Donovan Mitchell. There was a lot. You don't listen to Stephen A. Smith's of the world and who pound on tables and 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 they're they're not listening to the fans. They're not listening to guys like Stephen A. Smith. They're they're listening to their to their own scouts uh, and fortitudes and saying no. We've got a good team here. Do we want to mortgage the future for a guy like Donovan Mitchell? This is in 22, a year ago. One year ago, I said this. And I said, you don't want to put this ball center guy. There's a reason why Utah's getting rid of him. And I do like this Jalen Brunson guy. I think Dallas has, they're undervaluing this guy. And that's exactly what they did. They, they get Brunson. They hired his dad. They, they did not hire, uh, they did not make and give up too much like was being asked last year for uh, Donovan Mitchell. Now they didn't go after Paul George. Now they didn't want to go crazy with Paul George. We just talked about the young R.J. Barrett, Josh Hart on that team. We know about Brunson. Yes, I do agree with Colin. Randall presses way too much, Carlos. He presses way too much in the playoffs. He doesn't live up to it. I think he's not a big game player. I like Randall. I've liked Randall since the day he was drafted uh, to to the Lakers back in the day out of Kentucky. I follow Randall for a long time. He is not a two player. He's a really good. He's probably a three, maybe a four per se. He's a solid player. They do need another wing player. I've read that maybe they go after a. Um, there's still some some rumors that. They still may be interested in a Carl Anthony Towns, but again, I do not think, I do not think that they're going to overpay there. They've got a nice bench. They've still got, you know, like I said, Barrett. I would lean more into Barrett if I'm the Knicks. We talked about Dante DiFingenzo. You're right, uh, Carlos. He was a, uh, he is a good bench player. So they got a pretty deep team. They've got, like he said salary cap situations that are going the other direction. They've got uh, a Thibodeau there. Now, I did read, well, what about maybe if they bring back Jeff Van Gundy? And I read, why did why did Van Gundy leave the Knicks? And uh, Van Gundy said he felt like he lost a buffer between himself and ownership 19 games into the 0-1-0-2 season. So, uh, basically saying, look, the guy's too micromanaging. Maybe he's learned from this. I don't know. I know they got rid of their general manager, but is the operations guy, uh, uh, yeah, Mitchell Robertson, not a bad fit. Uh, these guys, like I was telling Corey earlier, uh, talking about Van Gundy, I think the league is pivoting back towards more respect for coaches, uh, more role player induced, uh, uh, more team. Uh, not so much throwing stars together, not being impulsive. We saw the teams that thrown together the the Phoenix Suns. They fell short last year. We saw the Nets throw together a team the year before that, and the year before that, that didn't come through too much. We saw the Nets a, a few years ago do it all, obviously, again. And uh, we saw it with Philadelphia making big moves. Didn't quite work out with them, but we're starting to see teams, uh, a lot of European-based uh, f- uh, players, uh, and, and and taking in 
just role players, adding small pieces here and there, not trying to add the big kahuna when you know that big kahuna, you're over, A, you're overpaying for them, and B, may not fit your scheme and culture. You're starting to see a little bit more of that. You know, I, I, like I said, I went back and looked at the Aaron Gordon trade. I thought that was really good with Denver. Uh, so it's a lot of, it's a lot of, um, it's the league is, is coming back towards bigs, uh, putting, putting more of an emphasis on bigs, more of an emphasis. Look at Golden State, by the way. They got Wiseman was a very high draft pick. They gave up on him early because he didn't fit their scheme with Golden State. Uh, so, so they moved off him. Uh, they, the pool didn't fit their scheme. So, so they moved off him. Uh, chemistry's back. Chemistry should never left. Chemistry should have left. But, you know, we had LeBron with the super team there and a lot of copycats there. Now things are kind of settling down and going probably the way they should be going, if you ask me. Wow, got a lot of people. Uh, listen. Uh, okay, so Skills says, I have a feeling Damian Lillard's not going to go through. Uh, yeah, Lillard. Now, Colin Coward says he don't think Damon Lillard would fit their scheme. Uh, he does take a lot of shots. I wouldn't lose. I don't totally agree with that statement. I know Lillard is very headstrong on wanting to go to Miami. All reports are indicating that. Quite frankly, I think it would probably be the best fit between Miami and Milwaukee or Boston. Um, I think Lillard is a team guy. I think that at this age, he, he's a four-year starter out of Weber State. He's a very intelligent player. Maybe he was given too much in Portland. We don't know if, if if he would be asked to play a different role, not take so many shots, not walk the ball up in certain teams or situations like a, like a Knicks and play off the ball. I think that Damon Lillard and I trust in the character of Damon Lillard. He's not a Russell Westbrook type. Uh, he, he he doesn't come off that way to me. I think that I think the Knicks could make it work with Lillard. I definitely think a team like Boston could make it work with Lillard. Uh, uh, Miami could definitely make it work with the Damian Lillard and a Milwaukee get, and make it because Lillard is at this point where he would like to get a ring. He's thirty three. Uh, been playing in Portland for a long time. He's not going to be a guy, I think, that takes to – I think if, if you ask Lillard to do something, I think he'll do it. Hey, man, need you to take about 14 to 16 shots today. Probably won't need you to set more screens. We feel like the matchup is going to be with player X or – I think Lillard's coachable. I think he would do that. I don't think that he is a headstrong Russell Westbrook type of player. I just don't see that. Could be wrong. Could be wrong, uh, but I, I don't see that. And if his contract's going to run out soon, why was it three years? Why not just uh, you know use it and then maybe trade him to somebody else, give them picks to take him off your hands, and you do it that way. I know the NBA kind of does things like that. I know the NFL, you can cut people and eat dead money, but you could bring a Damon Lillard into, a, for example. I know that uh, the two core guys are still pretty young in Boston and and uh, Jalen Brown and Tatum, per se. And I know Brunson's pretty very young. 
Well, what if Lillard just played there for a couple of years, you win a championship, and then you trade him elsewhere, you pay his contract off at the very end? That that type, you, you get the win, and then uh, you move the player out. There's too much. The players have to grow together. They have to be a certain age. No, I mean, listen, sometimes you can strike while the iron's hot. I do, I do believe in that. I don't believe in mortgaging the farm to do it. But if you got an opportunity to win now and 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 still have a future, you could still do both. I still think you can do both. I don't think it has to be all the way one way or all the way another. Like everybody's got to win now. We're all going to retire in two years. We got one guy that's just on the back end. He he's just slightly out of his prime. But man, could we use his scoring in the playoffs? The Knicks at times couldn't throw a peanut in the ocean in the playoffs, folks. But they've showed a lot of discipline. What the Knicks needs to dump Randall last year, eight up minutes. Uh, I think the Knicks are holding out for a big player to come available. Uh, for example, back to Minnesota. What if things they just re-signed? Who's the Anthony Edwards? They just re-signed Edwards. Okay. If they run it back and for whatever reason it does not work out with Gobert, remember he got into it with one of the players, and they don't go far next year uh, or mid middle of the year. Maybe they make a move and 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 trade off Carl Anthony Towns by the trade deadline. I want to say he's getting towards the end of his contract. Could do something like that. Could Joel Embiid be moved? Possibly. Possibly. Uh, the, the, the 76ers could get frustrated. They could move Embiid. The process is pretty much over with. Now, they got Maxi. They might want to do something with him and Maxi. I don't know yet. But the, the Knicks, just because you have a lot of money, don't let it burn a hole in your pocket. Be patient. Make the right move. Uh, and just don't overpay. They, they went through, this is the second year that they, they've made really good moves so far. So far, by the way, Josh Hart, $12.4 million to stay with him, that's a win in its own, keeping your own guys. People, let's not undersell keeping the talent that you got. That was huge. Josh Hart is a very solid player. Um, and there's a possibility they could go after Jay Wright. I do think Wright, at his age, smart guy. He could probably uh, make things work in New York, but I'd probably just keep things the way they are right now. I would like to see the Knicks get some more talent. Looks like Trey Young's going to stay put. I know they kept Murray down in Atlanta, by the way. Uh, he just signed an extension, uh, Devontae Murray, uh, the player that they got from the Spurs last year. So I thought maybe that uh, you can bring in a Trey Young. Not sure what they're going to do yet, but at least they're not impulsive. Impulsive does not win more often than not. It doesn't win in football with the team right across the road there back in the day with the Nick or with 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 the uh, Jets and like Colin Coward said ten years ago they would have done some crazy trade and went after a Carmela Anthony or or J.R. Smith or somebody like that and uh, you know try to make the headlines instead of building a foundation they're kind of learning from the Celtics learning from Golden State. Now looks like Denver's going to be doing something. So, you know, sometimes patience is good. Patience is good. 
Uh, what's the old adage? If you listen too much to the fans, you'll be up there with them, right, Pickles? Dolel barely making MVP, playing 60 games. Yeah, he was too caught up. That's that's the knock on him, Carlos. He was way too caught up into um, uh, getting that MVP, and so was his coach, and that's why they fired Doc Rivers, okay? Carlos on fire tonight. He says, what the Knicks to do is dump Randall last year. They ate up too much minutes. Uh, he says, uh, three guys, Robertson, Harden, Sims, not a bad. Yeah, I mean, they've got good, solid bench, you know. Uh, Skill says, have a feeling Porton's going to take their time and not push Dame. Yeah, yeah, I don't know if Dame is uh, – that's what I'm reading, too. That's what I'm reading, too, that they may simply uh, stay with Dame probably throughout training camp, perhaps. You know, it sounds like there's not a huge market for Dame. And I'm also reading that uh, that they uh, it sounds like they don't want Tyler Hero. And uh, Tyler Hero seems to have some maturity issues. And they, they just don't want that uh, Tyler Hero. I know he's been throwing around a lot of trade scenarios. But like I said yesterday, maybe he goes to the Spurs and then something else be worked out as far as, uh, you know, a boatload of picks to get um, uh, to, to uh, uh, from San Antonio over to, to Portland to build with, with Scoot Henderson there, who I do think is going to be a really good player. You're going to you're going to notice him right off the bat. But Scoot Henderson and Dame and what is Nurit, I don't think that they they're championship ready. And, and, and you know, Dame don't. I'm OK. I wish Dame would just would not have signed that 2021 extension. That's. I'm still there with, with Damon Lillard. But something will get done. It may actually go to the trade deadline. But Dame is, you know, his camp is putting this, you know, Miami or nothing, man. Come on, dude. You wouldn't want to go play with Boston. You wouldn't want to go play with Giannis. Those are they those guys need you, you know. DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, I know you want to play with uh Pat Mahomes. You want to go play with Josh Allen. Josh Allen's got a lot of uh, you know. Uh, uh, issues there, Pat Mahomes, that team, they've kind of got their young core that they want to work with. The, the the Patriots need you. They, they, they're going to use you more often. You know, Tennessee would use you more often. But I would pick the Patriots, though, from Hopkins because uh, the, uh, they look to be uh, more together than the Titans right now, already having their starting right tackle out for first six games. So, Anyways, a lot of stuff to keep an eye on. I still think Jeff Van Gundy got a future in the league as a coach, probably be an assistant somewhere. I think he'll get a job next year. This time next year, we'll be talking about his new team. And I do think the Knicks have shown patience, and uh, it's good to be proven right about this um, this trajectory uh, of, of this Knicks team. It's good. It's good for the league when the Knicks are good. Are they great? No, but they're good. They're presentable now. They're stable. Okay, switching gears to the pigskin. Uh, last couple of weeks, been talking about the NFC South. Uh, you, you, you've got teams like Atlanta. A lot of people saying, why is Atlanta eight and a half point uh, over and under uh, as far as wins are concerned for them, with, with a guy like Desmond Ritter, second-year player out of um, second-year player out of Cincinnati, 
what's up with that? Carlos, me and you have uh, I've argued about in the past about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You're saying that they've made such a big turnover in players that they're going to be uh, uh, good, and he, he thinks that they're going to do well. This is my take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I've got the whole, uh, whole write-up here. Uh, first of all, their starting cornerback, Carlton Davis, said something here. Pro Football Talk uh, wrote up about this here. Let me make sure I got it here. Carlton Davis says their cornerback here. People who doubt the Bucs after Tom Brady are in for a rude awakening. Uh, Buccaneers cornerback uh, Carlton Davis believes Tampa is going to be severely underestimated headed into 2023. Davis had told Tyler Dunn of GoLongTD.com that departure of Brady absolutely does not mean the Bucs are no longer tenders. He said, quote, we're about to do it to them. Davis says, anybody feels they've lost time, lost something, it's going to be in for a rude awakening. Uh, he's just trying to talk up his teammates there. Uh, they've got Baker Mayfield at quarterback. I should say no more. Uh, you got Baker Mayfield there. Uh, they, they they fired Byron Leftwich at offensive coordinator. They hired the Seattle Seahawks now, you know, in, in, in that defense there. They hired the Seattle Seahawks quarterback coach, this Dave Canals, who worked with Geno Smith last year, who, uh, you know, had a tremendous turnaround and got a new extension there. Now, Seattle's going to be pretty good, really good next year. Seattle may win the West, but uh, going back to this team, the fact is uh, I don't trust pretty much anybody on their offensive line other than their center, Ron Jansen, and left tackle Thurston Wirfs. Uh, they could not move the ball that much at all last year. I like Todd Bowles. I just think Bowles is probably more of a coordinator material type of coach here. Uh, if you look at the roster, yeah, they, they got some talented players. They still got Mike Evans and, and Chris Godwin. I just think when you've got a guy like Cal Trask as your backup quarterback, you've got Baker Mayfield as your starter there, a guy who could barely, he's not going to have a tenth, not even have a tenth of the, offensive line that he had at Cleveland. I mean, Cleveland, one of the best offensive lines in football, second only to maybe Philadelphia or somebody, and he's throwing the ball in the dirt with them. When he's got these guys blocking for him, they're going to get pressure up the middle. They're going to get pressure on his to his right. I think Ruffs is pretty good. Uh, they don't they, – they could not run the ball – consistently whatsoever last year. You know, uh, I was looking at their schedule here. If I can find it. I've got so much, so many screenshots and notes here, folks. It's hard to keep up with everything here. But my thing is, they're, they're a team that, you know, they, they play at Minnesota next year to start the season. They got to play Philadelphia. Uh, they play Detroit, very good. They play at Buffalo, teams like Tennessee, at San Francisco. Uh, um, they play Jacksonville this year, very good team there. They're just not uh, at New Orleans before bye week. 
So it, it, it's it's a team that I do think they'll look decent early. They'll look decent early. I, I checked their standings last year as far as like run defense, uh, uh, pass defense, run both of them around fifteenth. Now you say, well, why why do you do that? I said because you're playing with Tom Brady a guy who gets rid of the football in 1.2 or 3 seconds. You're dealing with a guy like Baker Mayfield who hangs on to the ball, thinks he's faster than what he is. When he goes against that Carolina defense, he's going to find out real quick. He ain't that quick. Uh, They're going to eat this guy alive. My thing is they'll probably fire Todd Bowles at the end of this season. He was more brought in, I think, because he got along really well with Tom Brady. Tom Brady and Bruce Arians were butting heads at the end. Uh, Bowles is probably going to get canned. And my thing is, they'll probably finish at 5 and 12, 4 and 13, dead last in the division. They're going to be in the in the runnings for North Carolina's Drake May. Or if they're really lucky, they could jump ahead of Arizona, lose more than them, and get uh, Caleb Williams the uh, 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 quarterback out of USC, and start over. That that, that would be my guess. Uh, they they, they want to start over, and they'll go out and get an offensive-minded head coach, in my opinion. Uh, the same thing, uh, by the way, the uh, uh, FanDuel is picking them to finish last in their division as well. Uh, again, I, I may talk about them a little bit when we get towards – this is not my final – prediction anything before training camp it's not my final prediction these are just what i'm looking at in pre-camps my final prediction for every team will be the week of labor day this week or this year (laughs) and so um let's see what did i put yeah so uh, fanduel's got them at six and a half wins i'll take that under I'll, i'll i'll take that under and uh, and quite frankly, I'll go a step further. I think this team could be a, a, a seller. They could be a seller like a Denver last year, uh, trading Bradley Chubb to the Miami Dolphins. Uh, they could be as maybe they could deal uh, an aging Mike Evans uh, or Chris Godwin or Vida Vida to a team and, 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 gal- and you know, grab more draft picks when it comes around November when the trade deadline, which is now a big deal in the NFL. It's almost like the uh, NBA and the Major League Baseball trade deadline. No, but I think Ritter, I'll I'll talk about Atlanta here in just a second. Um, Okay, now, Carolina. Now, Carolina, very good pieces on defense. J.C. Horn, one of the better cornerbacks in the entire NFL. You know, he's up there with uh, uh, Sauce Gardner with the Jets there. That, uh, that's Joe Horn's son, uh, former New Orleans Saint wide receiver Joe Horn's son. Very good cornerback. Derek Brown, very good defensive tackle there. So they got pieces on defense. Uh, they got their guy Bryce Young, uh, really accurate quarterback at University of Alabama. And by the way, he's already won the starting job, high football acumen, uh, but he's super small, folks. I mean, he's a guy 
Going to look pretty good early. It's going to look a lot like Tua throws bullets out there. Uh, they had, Remember, they had to trade up to get him. But you, you look at this Carolina team, very impatient owner. Uh, they're just a squad here. Not, not really a lot of notoriety when it comes to – now, defensively, Shy Tuttle, Derek Brown, Shaq Thompson – Deontay Jackson at the other. Very good defense on, on, on paper here. Very good defense in paper. Remember, they went out, uh, hired Frank Wright there to be the head coach. Uh, going to be a good opening game. They play at Atlanta in week one. But here's my thing about this team. Is you look at their their offense. Uh, yeah, they got Miles Sanders. Adam Thielen's 150 years old in football years. Uh, his best days are behind him. DJ Shark cannot stay healthy. Terrence Marshall Jr. is very inconsistent with the Hayden Hurst as well at tight end. So, you know, they didn't do any favors with this young quarterback by getting him any real They traded away DJ Moore. Remember, he's a Chicago Bear now. Now, uh, they did get... Uh, LaVisca Chenault, I actually like LaVisca Chenault. Uh, he's a kind of a gadget guy, came over from the Jacksonville Jaguars. I do like Bryce Young's accuracy. I like Bryce Young's accuracy. But Bryce Young is tiny. It's not if, it's when. It's when he gets hurt, folks. When Bryce Young gets hurt is, is the issue with me. I watched him in Alabama, barely touched in that um, – uh, Arkansas game, and he gets hurt for a game and a half in that game. You know, he's tiny. Uh, I, I'm just not sure. Hope he stays healthy. Really good for league. If he stays healthy all 17 games, that's a big if, man. If he stays healthy all 17 games, yeah, he could possibly win rookie of the year. I wouldn't put it past him. So next year will probably be their year. Probably be their year to make the big jump. He'll be on his rookie contract. They'll have some more flexibility to go out and get some more uh, free agents here. Uh, I think that you're going to see a lot of flash out of him. I cannot wait to see the guy, actually. But as far as this year is concerned, they got to play at Seattle. They got to play at Detroit. They got to play at Miami. Uh, they got to play Dallas. They got to play at Tennessee. If Tennessee's relatively healthy, that's going to be rough. They got to play at Jacksonville. Um, you know, Colin Coward mentioned that they may be a sleeper playoff team. I disagree with that. I think the Panthers, uh, although they'll look good at times, they're going to look good at times. I think that Panthers are probably um, six and uh, six and eleven, uh, seven and ten type of team. They'll be in a lot of these games. They'll probably be shifting between uh, Bryce. I think Young will start early. I think Bryce Young will start week one. Don't get me wrong. He's going to look good at times. But I do think he's going to get banged up, and I do think Andy Dalton will play two to four games this year. And it, it's just there's just not enough consistency there for the familiarity with his targets. Now, they'll they'll, they'll, they'll get that better next year. They, they'll address that next year, but they're going to be shifting in too many other players around him 
for him to develop any type of real chemistry, uh, uh, him being Bryce Young when he's not playing. And I expect uh, uh, Andy Dalton, who is no world beater by any means, he's not going to light up the scoreboard uh, anywhere, even with the Frank Wright there. But they're going to have a defense that's going to keep them in games, and that's what's going to keep the Carolina Panthers. Uh, that will keep them interesting, per se. That will keep them in. So Carlos, he's got a whole lot to say here. I'm not a big. He says I'm not a Baker fan, but I've seen Baker play better than Ritter on all the teams, and that's a good transition for me. Okay. And, and Carlos says they need weapons for you, you want to get weapons for rookie quarterbacks, no matter how highly talented they are. Uh, as they get more relaxed as a pro, year two, year three, you, you, you can kind of lighten up on that. You don't have to go all world with with, with players. Uh, you have to go the other way when you have a player towards the end of their career, like a Tom Brady per se. But if you believe in this quarterback, you don't have to get crazy. You just got to protect them. Maybe get one decent tight end, one decent receiver, and have that line tightened up, in my opinion. I'm not a guy that just pays a bunch of wide receivers a big bunch of money. Okay? But Carolina, uh, they're not going to be a sleeper team this year. This year. I don't think so. But their defense, again, will keep them in games. All right. Now, Atlanta is an interesting team. There is some pressure on third year, even though, you know, I understand Arthur Blank, really good guy, uh, the owner there. Uh, the only team that I know of, that I personally know of, that Atlanta Falcons does not charge ridiculous prices in their stadium for refreshments. So kudos to Arthur Blank. Kudos to Arthur Blank for that. Now, um, this team, you say, man, eight and five, that's a lot. You know, Atlanta, Atlanta sucks. Uh, but you know something, folks? I look back at Atlanta, and Atlanta won. This is with, uh, right away, Ritter, he started four games last year, week 15 through 18. He won his last two games. His stats got better the last two weeks. His stats took big jumps the last two weeks. Um, this team lost 19 to 16 to Pittsburgh. They lost to 27. Uh, no, they won 27-24. They lost to the, the LA Chargers, the LA freaking Chargers playoff team. They lost to them 2017. Last minute field goal. I remember that game. I lost in overtime to Carolina. So they end up winning one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games. And I thought they were terrible at times last year because I know Mariota is not that guy, you know, but they have made tremendous, tremendous upgrades on their team. Uh, above average offensive line. Uh, led by what's a guy named Jake Matthews, one of the Matthews brothers there, and they Drake London getting better every week. Second year player out of USC, very consistent wide receiver. We know what Cal Pitts brings to the table, and now you add now you add a 
uh, Bijan Robertson, multiple, multiple NFL experts, not one, said he's the safest pick in the draft. The running back out of uh, University of Texas, the safest pick in the draft. What Arthur Smith is wanting to do is, you know, Desmond Ritter says, I want I want to model my game after a guy like Ryan Tannehill. I think my game's similar to a guy like Ryan Tannehill. Arthur Smith, former offensive coordinator for Tennessee Titans, he sees a guy like Bajon Robertson and this uh, Al Jazeera guy, I call him Alligator, who had a great year last year. I think he had 1,000 yards. He's wanting to one-two punch these guys. Have a little Derrick Henry there uh, mixed in as a Bajon Robertson, but he can also catch the ball out of the backfield. He can block. He's got some Zeke Elliott, rookie year, Zeke Elliott type of uh, hype coming out of college here uh, in Bajon Robertson. And, they, you know, they've added quite a few pieces there to their defense. Uh, Calais Campbell would play tackle there at the defensive side. Uh, spent some money, but they, they got a guy that's going to calm their secondary down. And Jesse Bates, he's out of, uh, uh, since they had the money to do it, out of Cincinnati there. Got the uh, safety there to help them out. They traded for Detroit's Jeff Akuda. Akuda's up and down for Detroit. He was the former number three pick overall for uh, for Detroit there. So you start to look at some of these. You start to look at some of these acquisitions, and quite frankly, they they're not bad at corner. Prior to this, I was looking at their depth chart here. Uh, the Falcons depth chart. Um, if I can get to it, I've got a thousand. By the way, Falcons, the easiest schedule in the NFL, 32nd, 32nd ranked schedule. But, uh, you know, they brought in former Tennessee Titan Bud Dupree, AJ Terrell, one of the most underrated players, uh, one of the most underrated cornerbacks in the NFL, AJ Terrell. There, Grady Jarrett at right defensive end, uh, Lorenzo Carter. I mean, so, so they've got pieces on defense that they haven't had in a very long time. And I know Class Campbell's a little long in the tooth, but they're looking at Ritter. They're thinking, okay, with Cal Pitts, Drake London. Uh, I didn't even mention the fact. Let me, let me let's go over their offense again. Uh, Drake London. Speed at guys like Scotty Miller. I remember him. But you guys, uh, Bajon Robertson, Teller Al Jazeera, uh, Cordell Patterson, a lot of speed there. And quite frankly, if Ritter can't make it happen, they're just going to put in Taylor Heineke, who, uh, you know, got into the playoffs with the Washington Commanders. So this team, offensive line, check. Defensive line, not perfect, but much upgraded. Secondary, not perfect, but much upgraded. Uh, Arthur Smith, somewhat of a hot seat. Uh, won seven games last year, 32nd. That's what I, That's right. Last year I said the Eagles have a 32nd ranked schedule. I think they're going to win some games next year. They'll probably come in second place. They'll win 10, 11 games. Well, they had the one seed last year. Uh don't think they have that kind of roster. Don't get me misquoted here. But if you look at the kind of schedule they got, very easy, 30-second dead 
the easiest schedule in the entire league. You look at that, all those skilled players with that offensive line, with that depth, that uh, quarterback, I got them as like a nine-win team here. Borderline, possibly third wild card type of team uh, to win. So I do think they'll finish uh, probably second in this team, in this division, probably just a game ahead of Carolina, in my opinion. Just a game ahead of Carolina. And, of course, last but not least, folks, the Saints. Um, the Saints, obviously, bringing in Derek Carr. Saints, another team, won seven games with Jameis Winston and Andy Dalton. Winston, person, they won seven games. They should have won eight. Pickles, you remember that game where the Saints uh, um, blew that game. Winston was one turnover after another at home to Tampa last year. And they had that big fight in that game. Uh, I think it was uh, Mike Evans got suspended, got into it with Lattimore. People were asking questions about that. You remember that? Uh, and they beat the Eagles last year. Remember that Saints game where Winston threw one one bad interception after another when they outplayed Tampa? They outplayed Tampa, but due to those, so really they should have won eight games. They, they gift wrapped Tampa that game last year, you know. And you, Vicky Loomis, they were hundred million dollars again over the cap, and he finds a way to keep their core guys together. Now, Vegas has them at a nine-and-a-half point, um, nine-and-a-half point win uh, over and under. I think they'll win about 11 games this year. I think their defense – I'm trying to go to their depth chart here, and I've got so much going on here. I'll find them here in a minute. Here we go. Okay. So, like I said, he kept guys like Cam Jordan, uh, Mickey Loomis, the head coach there. Uh, kept Tip Tyron Matthew, Marcus May, very good safety tandem. Marshawn Lattimore still on the team. Uh, you know, just, just really good players here. Uh, Kalon Sanders at, at defensive tackle. Uh, guys that, you know, don't really look like they're, they're big-time players but they're really, really well coached. He's very good on that side of the ball, bringing in a calm, motivated Derek Carr. By the way, nobody's talking about this. Uh, everything I'm reading, Michael Thomas is going to be back and play this year. Michael Thomas will be back. Chris Olave, uh, rookie, uh, he really played well last year as a rookie, can, can run like the wind blows. Brought in Jamal Williams from Detroit as a backup to Alvin Kamara. I don't know if Kamara's going to get suspended or not, but he might. But Jawan Johnson pickles, very underrated tight end there on this team. And their offensive line, Trevor Penny, uh, you know, Eric McCoy. And again, like Pickles says, they beat, they beat, I want to say they went up there and beat them in, in Philadelphia as well. They beat them. So I do think a uh, very tough team to beat uh, at home. Uh, I had them losing their opening game to Tennessee, but now that Tennessee's lost their right tackle for the first six games, I think they actually come up 
uh, they actually come up with um, with a win there. They, so they, they, I think they'll beat Tennessee now at home. Uh, you know, then they play Carolina at Carolina Monday night. That's a coin toss game, but they're playing teams like Jordan Love led Green Bay Packers. Uh, they're playing Houston. Uh, they got Jacksonville, but it's at home on a Thursday night. They can win that game with their defense. You know, they're playing Minnesota with their terrible defense. Uh, they got Detroit at New Orleans. It's big difference between Detroit, New Orleans, and the home field. They got the Giants at home. Uh, they play, yeah, they play the Rams on a, on a short week there. They could get beat in that game. Uh, like I said, they do have to play at New England. I think New England will probably get them up there. But they also play the Colts. They got the Bears at home. They got the NFC North. They got the 31st easiest schedule. Uh, they got the 31st easiest uh, schedule in the league with their a fellow uh, NFC South, uh, you know, opponent there, Atlanta, with the 32nd easiest schedule. So it's not too far from Atlanta's, except they're, they got a much more established veteran quarterback there and uh, probably got a, uh, probably a push on defense. But there's so much more polished at QB. Uh, I think that they're they're, they're going to win this division and uh, probably win a playoff game, possibly two. We just don't know. This this could change. Again, my final picks and analysis will come will come the week of Labor Day. That that's after everybody has has made their cuts. We know the the injury report. I'll give you that the week of Labor Day. I'll, I'll break down every division and and every team because we don't know where DeAndre Hopkins is going. There's a there's a chance that Hopkins and Dalvin Cook could both go to Phil or to New England, like I, I was telling you about yesterday, folks. So again, right now I got the Saints uh, in first place in the South, followed by Atlanta, followed by Atlanta, then Carolina, then the Tampa Bay Bucks who will be vying for uh, Drake May out of Carolina in the draft or Caleb Williams. So, uh, and, and of course, uh, Gruden is lurking in, in New Orleans, and, and, and if they, things come up short, Gruden's trying to work his way back in the league, uh, which I think he should. You know, if you want to share somebody's email and, and throw them under the bus, let's share everybody's email, Okay. So, um, but the, I do think that's going to be a really good team this year. And actually, I thought that they they lost way more than seven games. I thought they lost way more than ten games last year. So uh, uh, it's going to be an interesting season. That's going to be an interesting division, other than Tampa, to watch. I can't, I can't wait to see what Young looks like, uh, especially the, what what Atlanta's got on lines of scrimmage and and, and big playmakers at, at skill positions there. Um, that that's going to be a very interesting, uh, and, and Atlanta and Tampa, uh, Atlanta and 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 um, this, that New Orleans. That as much as I think Tampa, it was really heated last year between Tampa and New Orleans. Anybody you talk to in New Orleans in Atlanta, I think that those two are the biggest rivals. I've seen some YouTube videos with the fans fighting in line uh, at uh, between the Saints and the Falcons. That's a big-time rival. John Gruden. 
Not Jay. I'm, I'm curious about his other brother. Yeah, I haven't seen him around. I thought he was going to get hired, but uh, nobody's gave Jay Gruden the shot. Okay, tomorrow, hopefully, I'll have Carlos back here uh, at uh, 8 o'clock Eastern time, plus, folks, uh, at 6.30 Eastern time, I'll be on Spitballing Sports. You can find them on, uh, let's see, you can find these guys on Let's Talk Sports or the Spitballing Sports uh, 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 Facebook or uh, their um their YouTube channel there. We'll be talking about all these topics here in the NFL and whatnot. I'll be on there tomorrow with John Rastano and, uh, and whoever else he's got there co-hosting. Uh, yeah. And I don't know where Carson Wentz. I don't know if anybody has signed Carson Wentz, Carlos, that that's a good point. I, I'm not real sure about that. I don't know if he has signed anywhere or not. open the back up so somebody's gonna bring him in i just don't know who but uh i think he got a reality check here it is july and i don't think he is uh he has went with anybody thank you pickles guys please again if you like the show please share the show we got to build this thing up organically because i just don't have the money to do any serious advertising right now have a good night everybody i'll see you tomorrow same place same time here on sports scope